Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. The Colts have two possible paths. One is really, really positive. The other is not. And the consequences for the not positive path, they're dire. This is Breakfast with Kent for Tuesday, November 30th, 2021. Hit subscribe, punch a like, ring the bell. Let's go. We're brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry, Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist that there is. So call him. Make an appointment today. You need an ambassador for improved dental health. Hold on to your teeth. Make your teeth work for you. (laughs) Invest in your teeth. Call Dr. Mike, 317-849-2933. The two paths for the Indianapolis Colts are obvious. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Brian Kelly leaving Notre Dame for LSU, and Notre Dame fans are not as upset as you might think they would be. Indiana, a big game tonight. Against Syracuse, Domas Sabonis, a historic night last night in a loss because Chris Duarte went haywire. Chris Duarte went nuts, got ejected. He's 24 years old. He's supposed to be a mature rookie. Last night, not so much. All right, the two paths for the Colts. One, they go to the playoffs and they achieve playoff success and show growth year to year. That's kind of what needs to happen, right for fans, and for the organization. Jim Irsay is not playing games. Jim Irsay talks a big game, wants multiple championships over the next decade, and that's his expectation. So it better be delivered upon or there's going to be a consequence. And this year, expectations were good, were high, right? 11-5 last year, a first-round crap out at Buffalo in the wild card round, supposed to take a step in the right direction this year. The Colts right now are 6-6. They've got a 53% chance of getting to the playoffs, according to 538.com. If they get to the playoffs, they've got a chance to raise hell because there is no runaway leader in the clubhouse from the AFC to get to the Super Bowl. We don't know what that team... Is it the Patriots? Is it the Ravens? Is it who? The Chargers? No. You know, uh, what team is it that is most likely to get through the play could it be Buffalo to get through the playoffs in the AFC and play in the Super Bowl one through seven they're all going to have a chance 
So if the Colts can find a way into the tournament, they got a chance to get there. We'll see. All right? If they don't get to the playoffs, it's over. What they got to do, they got to win four of their last five. Houston is a must-win this weekend. Then they've got the bye. They can get a little bit healthier. Even though they're relatively healthy and guys are playing, it would be great for Quentin Nelson and Darius Leonard to have some time to heal their wounds. Right? Other guys, they got aches, they got pains. That week off, that late bye is really going to be a boon to their health for the remaining four games this season against the Patriots, who are playing the best football right now in the NFL. And then, who they got? They got the, uh, uh, you've got the Cardinals in Arizona on Christmas night. That's going to be a tough one. Then you got the Raiders. The Raiders are capable of coming into Indianapolis and winning. And then you got to finish your season against Jacksonville. I don't want to play Jacksonville in Week 18. Urban Meyer, Trevor Lawrence, they're going to figure that thing out eventually. Hopefully they don't do it prior to playing the Colts down in Jacksonville on January 9th. You got to win four of those five games. If you're nine and eight, you're not going to the playoffs in the AFC. If you're ten and seven, you got a really good chance. If you win all the AFC games remaining, you got a really good chance. If you don't make the playoffs, if you wind up nine and eight, this franchise is kind of built on stability and the idea that stability is is an advantage moving into 2022 and subsequent years. That means Frank Reich will obviously be back. There are people calling for Frank Reich's job. It's preposterous. They are not going to fire Frank Reich. If he, going up against Houston this weekend, if he calls 62 passes and no runs, he's still coming back. It doesn't matter. They extended him before the season, not because they wanted to give him a big, a big check on his way out of town, if the team failed this year. They got Carson Wentz coming back. They've got a young defensive core that they really, really like. And uh, obviously Darius Leonard and Bobby Okariki. And even though Julian Blackman, Julian, I said, Julian Blackman, hopefully coming back from the torn Achilles. Um, Rocky Sin has played better football. Quiddy Pay, Daya Odengbo, they really like. You got Grover Stewart, you've got DeForest Buckner, you got a defense that's about as good as it's gonna get coming into next year, right? You've got an offensive line that could come back intact. You've got Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman, Carson Wentz turning 30. This is a team as constructed, ready to win. So what do you do if you're the Colts to sell a vision of hope for 2022 if they don't get there in 2021? That's kind of the question. You don't have a first-round draft pick. That's going to go. That's going to convey to the Eagles as a result of that Carson Wentz trade. Then, you, so you got second through seventh, and you've got fifty-seven-ish million in cap space to go get guys, and and we'll see what bounty that brings to the Colts. They got to spend this coming off season. You need more weapons. You can't go into next year with T.Y. Hilton, I've got to believe, is going to retire. You cannot have Zach Paschal as your number two weapon on the exterior of that offense. You just can't. So how do you, how do you address an offseason where you have to present the ideology of hope for 2022 instead of just rolling everything back and saying, hey, 9-8? and eight? That's okay. We had some tough breaks. We lost some big leads against Baltimore and against Tennessee and against Tampa Bay.
It's all going to be okay. There's nothing to see here. All is well. All is well. No. You got to do something. Is it Matt Eberflus who would fall on the spit in order to bring in a defensive coordinator that the Colts feel better about? I don't think so. I don't think Chris Ballard's going to do that. Unless under duress from Jim Irsay, and I don't think that's going to happen. Is like we said, it's not going to be Reich, it's not going to be Brady. How do you reorganize to allow the Colts to finish games that they couldn't finish this year? Those are the questions that are going to occupy us for the offseason if they don't find a way to 10 wins. If they find a way to 10 wins, they can win games on the road, in the playoffs. We saw it against Buffalo. 41-15 to was no fluke. We'll see what happens. It's going to be fascinating starting this weekend in Houston because, like I said, that's a must-win game. You've got to beat the Texans. If you don't, it's over. Uh, Frank Reich said something after the post game that really kind of bothered me. I didn't have many regrets on the way the game was called. You want to call one or two more runs along the way? Yeah, sure. If you don't regret what you've done, you're not going to learn from the mistakes you've made. You have to find a way to regret. You have to find a way to, to look at what you've done and say, yeah. so I think that's just public, right? That's a public face. Uh, trying not to be Pep Hamilton. Remember Pep Hamilton, the offensive coordinator. It was my fault. I made the mistakes. I made some bad calls. Okay, Pep, you're fired. That, that's what happened to Pep. In the middle of the season, they fired him as the OC because he kept claiming that all the fault was his. You can't do that. Frank Reich isn't going to make that mistake. Tom Brady actually said something on a podcast. I don't know. I try not to like Tom Brady. What he said was, turns out that horseshoe on their helmet isn't as lucky as it seems, which really sucks for them, but not for us. You know what? You win, you get to talk smack like that, that this guy in his mid-40s is still salty after winning nine straight against the Colts and, and rubs it in our faces and in their faces on 56th Street. I got to applaud I love this guy. You know, I hate him, but I love him. Uh, Brian Kelly is leaving Notre Dame. He's going to LSU as a head coach of the Tigers. Here's the the response I got last night from several big, diehard, well-known Notre Dame fans. Maybe now I can start rooting for Notre Dame again. Brian Kelly, despite his success is uh, not held in high regard by a lot of people with ties to Notre Dame University, the University of Notre Dame. And as a result, hopefully this allows Notre Dame to hire the right guy that people can get behind and root for Notre Dame again. There, there's just been too much kind of dirty water under the, under the bridge with, uh, with Brian Kelly at the University of Notre Dame in order to really rally behind his efforts as the head coach. And so him going to LSU, you would think that they would be in stunned silence and and spend the day in repose in South Bend. That's not what's happening. They look ahead toward brighter days with maybe Luke Fickle as the head coach. Uh, Pat Fitzgerald at Northwestern would be a candidate. And, And I really think only because his last name is Fitzgerald, right, done a good job building Northwestern, but Northwestern and Notre Dame, just a little bit different. Iowa State's Matt Campbell 
is going to be a candidate. Uh, Marcus Freeman, the defensive coordinator, Tommy Reese, Lake Bluff, Illinois native, will be a candidate for the job. We'll see what happens. A lot has been good at Notre Dame, and a lot has really not been good at Notre Dame. Brian Kelly leaving. I, I just hope that the last two coaches at Notre Dame, Charlie Weiss and Brian Kelly, are among the two most arrogant individuals ever to coach football. I don't like arrogant coaches, and, and I know that for people in my generation and older, Notre Dame's coach is always going to be compared to Eric Parsegian. That's just the way it is. Eric Parsegian was a great head coach and a terrific gentleman. Uh, let, let's check both those boxes if you're Jack Swarbrick, the athletic director at Notre Dame. Former Indiana offensive coordinator Kalen DeBoer is going to Washington, UW, as their new head coach. Leaves Fresno State, where he did a really, really good job over the last two years. The offensive coordinator at, at Indiana was absolutely terrific, DeBoer was, when he was in that role. Uh, congratulations to him. His successor, obviously, Nick Sheridan, out as offensive coordinator at Indiana. We'll see who they hire or who they can hire. Uh, Hoosiers tonight at Syracuse uh, looked like a stiff test when we saw the schedule was released. As it turns out, not so much. Uh, the Orange have lost to Colgate, VCU, and Auburn. They've won against Lafayette, Drexel, and Arizona State. Their uh, offen- offense, they're pretty good. They can shoot the three. They are terrible defensively. They allow teams to shoot and hit threes at a near historic level. Buddy Bayheim is the Orange's best player. The only coach's son, actually there are two. One just, another one popped into my mind. Uh, who were the best player on a good team for their dad. Uh, Ellen Houston played for Wade Houston at Tennessee. And then Pete Maravich, way back in the day, played for his dad, Press Maravich, at LSU. Other than that, if the coach's son is the best player on the team and the most utilized player on the team like Buddy Bayheim is, you probably got a problem. The Orangemen have a problem. We'll see tonight as uh, Indiana takes them on 7 o'clock on ESPN2. Pacers, they lost their minds, and then the game last night, they got beat by the Timberwolves, uh, 198. Domas Sabonis, fantastic, 16 points, a career-high, 25 rebounds, 10 assists. Uh, Brogdon was good last night, 25, 6, 5, and 3 steals. Uh, Chris Duarte went haywire, picked up two technicals, got ejected. The T-Wolves hit their technical shots, and the uh, the Pacers lose as a result by two. Butler plays Saginaw Valley State tonight. That game, 5 p.m. at Fox Sports 1. If you're looking for something to do at 5, that's something to do. Purdue takes on FSU at Mackey Arena, Florida State, in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. That game, 7.30 on ESPN. Cannot wait. Huge night of college basketball in central Indiana. Let's celebrate some birthdays. Shall we? The, the Brian Kelly news kind of fell out of left field last night. How much fun is that? And good for Notre Dame. Hire the right guy, Jack. Please, dear God. No more arrogant succubuses. As I don't even know what that word means, but it just sounds, you know, like what Brian Kelly is. Um, Jesse Warner, happy birthday, Gary Spears. Jeff Gahan, the mayor, former teammate of mine in Little League Baseball. And uh, Charles Ameling, 
happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else. That's best done with an honest and specific compliment. Lift each other. Don't pull each other down. Lift each other. Be a force for good. Positive energy. Leave the door today and say, I'm going to do some good for people. That's the way you leave the house. We'll talk to you later today. Inside Indiana Sports Now with Ken Sterling. I can't wait again. Subscribe, like, ring the bell. Let's go. Let's take on the day and have a day. Should we? Tuesday. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.